Good evening and welcome into 101 Instant Replay on 101 ESPN. My name is Dan Betlock with you, taking you up until 7.30 tonight. Blues and Avalanche from Colorado. The Blues try to get back in the win column this evening in Denver, having, having their eight-game winning streak snapped in Arizona just on New Year's Eve. It's been a fantastic start to the first half of the season for the St. Louis Blues, and um, they look to keep that high note rolling into the second half as that gets going here tonight in Denver from the Pepsi Center. Pepsi Center is where the Blues have had a ton of success as of late. Really a ton of success over the Avalanche as well. I've really dominated the Avalanche the last few years. One of my favorite things about the Blues playing in Denver is all the Blues fans. Seem they always take over. Even in Coors Field when the Cardinals are there playing the Rockies, Coors Field is always uh, Bush Stadium West. And when you get to the Pepsi Center when it's Blues and Avalanche, the Pepsi Center is always Enterprise West. Tons of Blues fans in Denver, St. Louis fans that live in Colorado in the 303-720 area code. Wouldn't be surprised to hear a Cronky Sucks chant in his own backyard uh, tonight at the Pepsi Center. And heck, you might even get some Avalanche fans uh, in on that chant as well. So we got the Mitsubishi Electric pregame show coming up at 7.30. The Blues hit the ice at 8 with the BMW of West St. Louis pregame skate, Curbs and Joey and Alex. Of course, the big storyline around St. Louis is their linkage to another Winter Classic as the Wild have been uh, dubbed the next team to host a Winter Classic. And then the Blues are uh, one of the three teams that have been mentioned uh, along with Chicago and Colorado to play in that Winter Classic. And if I'm the NHL, it's a no-brainer. It's the St. Louis Blues. You see the ratings every time the Blues are on national television. The ratings for NBC are through the roof. They're always uh, tops in the market. So um, it's... If the league is looking for some ratings, and there always are, um, you put the St. Louis Blues in that Winter Classic. Of course, the Blues having all the success recently. Uh, the one stat that came out over the decade where the Blues were the most successful franchise uh, points and wins in the decade, in the previous decade. So, uh, Blues have seen a lot of success, and uh, their fan base is rabid, uh, eating up all the hockey they can. Uh, again, the All-Star Game here as well. I would imagine maybe that announcement might come here at the All-Star Game, so you stay tuned for that. But there are large, uh, but a couple of events that are happening uh, around the All-Star Game, the NHL Fanfare that happens Thursday through Sunday. It'll take place at uh, St. Louis Union Station. Um, the NHL All-Star 5K that was presented by Ashley Furniture, so they're going to have a 5K before the game as well. And they're going to honor the past NHL alumni game presented by Bud Light. That's going to be Thursday night at the Centene Community Ice Center. So you can check out some of the um, alumni of the NHL playing in your local hockey rink out at Centene Ice Center, so that'd be pretty cool. Also going to be a bunch of free events that are uh, free to the public, including prior to both the NHL All-Star Skills and the All-Star Game uh, out on 14th Street. So a lot of fun uh, coming St. Louis's way with the All-Star Game coming up this month. And one of the representatives for the St. Louis Blues, Ryan O'Reilly, had a chance to sit down with Chris Kerber recently. This aired in one of our game broadcasts, and Kerbs uh, had a chance to sit down with Ryan and a couple of others. But we're going to play the O'Reilly one for you now. Just talking about Ryan's excitement to get a name to another All-Star game and have it here in the city where he's currently playing. Here's Chris Kerber with Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan, congratulations on uh, being named to your third All-Star team. Uh, We were just talking about it. You excited the fact that it's it's in the hometown and it'll save some travel? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that definitely extends the break a bit. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's nice at home being with the other, you know, have fellow teammates there and just in the city and kind of be able to show off the city to the other guys in the league. So it's, uh, I think it's really cool. I think it's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. 
What, what have you experienced that, that you liked a lot about your previous All-Star games? Um, I, I just I love, love playing the three-on-three. Three. Um, you know, you got some cash on the line, so it's, it's, it's competitive, and, you know, guys are trying, and you, you really see the skill of guys, you know. I, you know the other, last year, I think it was online with Patty Kane, and that, that was kind of nice. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool to see that firsthand and be on the other side of it, where you know you're, you know, these guys that you're competitive with all year to actually get on that side and kind of have a little more fun with and and play together. But uh, yeah, the games are good. I think they're you know, it's elite skill. You see the attendees make unbelievable saves and goal, the goals are incredible. So it's it's an exciting time. Now in the skills competition, you did the passing uh, in the most recent one in San Jose. When you do that, is there any added pressure? Do you feel a little intensity of just trying to nail it? Oh yeah, there definitely is. Uh, there's like a pressure to it, but it's you know I think for most of us we've been in the higher pressure situations, and it's just it's kind of fun. Like you know we know it doesn't really, you know it's not a huge yeah. thing, but uh, you know you do take a little pride in it. You you want to be the best at it for sure. So it's uh, it is exciting. I think uh, you know hopefully I do the passing again. I kind of like that one. Um, fastest skater definitely uh, it's not for me. I don't think I'll be doing that one. <laughs> Any all. other one? Okay, they pick it. They kind of say, hey, this is the one we'd like you to do. Is there one you would like to try? I would love to do the, the shooting accuracy. I hate the targets. Yeah. I think that'd be, uh, yeah, I think we might not have a lot of goals, but I think uh, a <laughs> decently accurate shot. So it'd be kind of cool to see if I could, uh, yeah, it'd be cool to compete with the guys and see, you know, how I could do. I know you, you do your best to live in the moment, but have you really been able to put the last year and a half and the, the, the success both personally and team-wise into some kind of perspective uh, coming from where you were at and what you were looking for in Buffalo? Yeah, it's uh, you, know, you do from time to time reflect on it. And it's, it's crazy how much it's you know changed my whole hockey career and you know my, my life you know for the better to be able to come here and be a part of this team, see what you know winning you know winning takes and be a part of a group that. You know, had such a you know, invested so many years in building a team the right way and getting that style, being hard to play against, to be able to come in and be a part of that, fit in. Yeah, it's it's been incredible and and you know with again with how we performed this year and you know this opportunity to to do it again and that it's so exciting to be a part of it and you know I'm just really enjoying you know, being with this group and competing and you know another chance to to do it. Last thing for and I know he he filters the credit obviously down to the team, but what do you think it also means too to have? Craig Ruby uh, and this team be successful enough that, that he will be the head coach of that all-star team. That's, I think it's awesome. You know, obviously the impact that he's had on our, our group and what he's been done, the way he gets us, you know, playing together and, you know, just the decisions that he makes. I think it's nice to see him get rewarded for it too because he's, uh, you know, a huge piece of this puzzle that, uh, you know, has been so great for our group. Thank you, sir. Good luck. Congratulations. My pleasure. Thank you. What a player Ryan O'Reilly has been for the St. Louis Blues coming over in that trade last season. Um, just an integral part of the Blues' success right now. Locked down to uh, number one guy, able to put up points. Just an all-around good hockey player, good guy. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly fits the mold of St. Louis hockey for sure. Just loves life, loves hockey, loves the game. Um, and you can see that, and you can see just how much joy he has playing the game of hockey. Good job there by Curbs. Again, the Blues and uh, Colorado Avalanche tonight. From the Pepsi Center, we got more coverage coming your way. We'll hear from Bernie Federko and Luke Korak. And Charles Glenn was on the 4 o'clock fight, so we'll replay that for you as well as we move out through the evening to get you ready for St. Louis Blues hockey tonight on 101 ESPN. All right, mentioned Bernie Federko. He was on the Bernie Miklos show in the Blues booth segment as Chris Kerber, Joy Vitale, John Kelly, and Darren Pang, the four broadcasters for the St. Louis Blues, Join the shows throughout the week, and it's called the Blues Booth. And Bernie Federko was on with Bernie Miklos today just to talk about the first half of the season and looking forward to the second half as well. 
Dan Bentlock with you, just uh, hanging out till Blues hockey starts. Alex Ferrario has your Mitsubishi Electric pregame show coming up at 7.30. Blues hit the ice with the BMW West St. Louis pregame skate at 8 with Curbs, Joey, and Alex on the network portion of the pregame show. Blues will try and get back into that win column tonight after they had their eight-game winning streak snapped in Arizona. So Blues have been road warriors. We all know this. They've been road warriors going back to last season. But going up against a very good Colorado Avalanche team, which the Blues, we mentioned before, just have absolutely owned. Blues are 16-5 and in their past 21 Central Division games as they hold an eight-point lead over those Avalanche. Colorado's currently sitting in second place. Blues are 6-2 and in the last eight games out there in Denver and 23-8 and overall in the past 31 meetings. Wow, the Blues have owned the Avalanche, and it's quite fun to see when you think about the owner of the Colorado Avalanche as well. It's supposed to be Stan, it's Stan Kroenke, but it's supposed to be Josh Kroenke. That transfer of titles I don't think ever happened with the NFL rules, but what do I know? I'm just a, I'm just a simpleton here in St. Louis. So it should be a good one tonight uh, out in uh, Denver uh, with the Blues taking on the Avs. Bernie Federko was on with the Bernie Mikolas show earlier today, and uh, they kind of talked about how they started with how it's really just a, an awesome time in St. Louis Blues hockey. And I just remember having a conversation with a buddy over the weekend and texting, it's so cool that you're working on the Blues games and uh, one of the best times in their history. And I'm like, it's quite right. And I was thinking the other day, it's like this Blues team is basically right now, this is the greatest show on turf stuff when the Rams were uh, popular and winning games and um, almost must-see TV. And 4 Cardinals, that team uh, that won over 100 games and uh, eventually lost in the World Series but had all that star power, but just you wanted to tune in and watch that team. And this team doesn't have an, a lot of star power, but they just have a lot of guys that you root for personally because they're, so ni- they're such nice people and personable guys. That you root for them, and they really endeared themselves to this community. Uh, case in point, the the parade that we saw down on Market Street last year when the Stanley Cup came through. They love playing for this city. They love this fan base. This fan base returns that love as well. Uh, so it's awesome to see, and this is uh, a glorious time right now in Blues hockey. And like I said, it's very comparable to the time that we saw here with the Rams at the Greatest Show on Turf and the uh, early portions of the 2000s with the St. Louis Cardinals um, in terms of the on-ice product and on-field product, if you will, and the success you're getting in, in return. Uh, so Bernie kind of started with that with Bernie Federko. So here's Bernie Federko on with Bernie Miklas. It's the Bernies. It's the 101 Instant Replay Show at 101 ESPN. My name is Dan Betlock. Let's get to it now. could be the best. And uh, I think a lot of these guys just came back with the, with the same attitude that, hey, let's just keep playing the, the system that we play. Let's continue to to work for for another championship. I mean, it, it was so much fun. I mean, I think a lot of people expected them to have uh, the Stanley Cup hangover, and, and that certainly that still could happen. I mean, at some point in time, it's a grueling year to play 82 games and, and then go to playoffs, and of course, we all know what happened. Uh, that's a real grind uh, last spring, but but no, I, I think I'm really surprised because of the leadership, the way that uh, Craig Berube runs his hockey club, and the way the guys respond, the way the guys work. No, it's really not a surprise where they're at right now. I know you got to be pleased with the fact that they have done so well without Vladimir Tarasenko, which is not a shot at him at all. But I think we all expected some, at least some difficulty without uh, number 91 on the ice. What do you think? Oh yeah, I, I, that is a surprise. I mean. We all knew that somebody was going to have to step up. I mean, you can't replace Vladdy Tarasenko. I mean, he's a natural goal scorer. He's the game breaker that the Blues have. I mean, he's one of those guys that when you need him the most to score a goal, he's the guy that could do it. So, 
uh, it is a surprise that, that, that they're still continuing to score at the rate that they're scoring without Vladdy. But with that being said, uh, it always gives a new opportunity to somebody else. And, and, and we all knew it wasn't going to be just one person. It was going to have to be a collectively a team effort that somebody else every given night is going to have to maybe step up. And I think that we've, we've seen that. I mean, uh, obviously Schwartz is, is scoring at a, a, a much higher pace than he did last year. Uh, Shannon's in the same situation. Uh, but we're getting, you know, you're seeing, you know, guys like Sundquist, Barbashev, guys that maybe didn't get the ice time last year uh, that are able to, to really chip in more because they're getting more responsibility offensively and, and they've really chipped in more. So, I mean, it, this, this is a team that's got, I guess, we can say it's a lot of depth and, and consequently because of the depth they've been able to continue to score even without Blighty. Jake Allen uh, in the second half of last season, really came on. I mean, Coach Berube used him a lot on the road. He played very well. He kind of regained his confidence. What do you What do you attribute that to? Well, I think I just think that the system that the Blues play is, is really. I mean, obviously, you always rely on your goaltending, but uh, the way the system is is that uh, they check first before anything else, and and I, and I think that has a lot to do with the success of the goaltenders. And, um, Jake Allen, yes, it's a great story. I mean, here's a guy that could have maybe shut it down last year when when things didn't go well. I mean, it was not all of a sudden they promoted Biddington, and Biddington took charge. And I uh, think Jake is a professional. He knew, uh, hey, he still wants to play the game. He still feels that he has a future in the game. And hey, it doesn't mean that because he's a backup right now that he's not going to get a chance somewhere else if if, if if that happens or if something happened to Biddington or somebody gets hurt. You got to be ready to play. So. Uh, the goaltending on this hockey club has been absolutely outstanding. I mean, Jake, I mean, uh, I can't say enough about Bennington. I mean, uh, everybody was expecting him to be a flash in the pan after what he did last year, but I think he's proven uh, through the first half of this season that, that it was not a flash in the pan. He's a, a an excellent goaltender. He's one of the top goaltenders in the league, and uh, I think Jake is played so that uh, he knows that he's going to get a chance to be a part of this hockey club, and, and they told him that. I mean, uh, you don't want one goaltender to play 70 or 80 games. You, you've got to have two goaltenders to win and be successful in the league. And, and, and I think you said it well, Bernie, at the beginning, is that let's not forget that Jake was a big part of this uh, the run that they had to the Stanley Cup last year during the regular season in the second half. He was great. Yeah, he didn't play many home games, but he won on the road and he uh, put points up. In the, you've got to get to the playoffs before you can uh, excel in, in the playoffs, and, and, and uh, Jake was part of that as well. So this has been a great goaltending tandem, and uh, they continue to prove to the rest of the league that, that, that they're one of the top tandems in the league. Ten games into his season with the Blues, Jordan Cairo, the rookie that come, came here, as we know, highly regarded, highly touted. Jordan's really fit in well. I mean, he's got that uh, that that quick uh, step to his his, uh, his game. Uh, he's got a great set of hands. He sees the ice very well. I think he's right down in a really good position playing with Shannon Schwartz. Uh, they've really come together as a real confident line, and uh, he's not out of place by any means. I mean, I think that's the nice part about the about the the youth of this hockey club. I mean, you can bring up a guy that can add some spark, and um, you know he doesn't get out of place at all because I mean the system that they play obviously is at twenty. I, mean, I haven't been down there to watch a game, but uh, those kids have been very well very well prepared. Uh, for the next level, when when they get a chance to come up, uh, no, no matter who it has been, uh, the, the guys have, have come in and fit in very well. So Jordan, uh, no surprise that he's uh, he's chipping in, and I think that he's going to be one of those kids that's going to get a chance, is going to play in the league for a long time. The, the NHL's last man in ballot uh, gives the fans an opportunity to send one more player from each division in the All Star game. So it's, the voting is open now through January 10th. It ends at uh, 
well, I guess about 10 o'clock Central Time on that day, 10 o'clock p.m. Central Time, fans can vote up to 10 times each day. Go to NHL.com slash vote, and that'll be announced, the results, on January 11th. Bernie, uh, back in 2007, a 19-year-old David Perron showed up as a first-round pick, a little... A little flamboyant, uh, certainly had a lot of personality from the first day he showed up. Uh, You know, you have watched him grow. You've watched him come back to the Blues a second time, now a third time, and you see what he is now. Uh, How cool is it for you to have watched him evolve the way he has through the years? Well, it's great to see any, you know, young player come into the league. I mean, he he was highly toted when he came in. Obviously, when you're a first-round draft pick, you're a good player, and I think David has matured through the years. I mean, uh, it's his third time back now. I mean, he's changed his game. And even uh, the course of since last year, I mean, I think Craig Ruby uh, did wonders for David as well. I mean, David has been much more mature as a player now. Uh, I think we saw David even last year um, when Craig took over. He, I mean, Craig even benched him, sat him out the one night. He, he thought he was playing very well, but he was taking – uh, some selfish penalties, doing some selfish things that that Craig didn't like, and, and sat David down and said, "Hey, you may think you're playing well, but you're going to play the team system. You're going to play uh, as everybody is going to play uh, for each other." And and I think that David really bought into that, and, and he's continued that through the playoffs last year and into this year. And I think it's just a matter of maturity. Like it, it takes a while for for some uh, to to get there, and it's, some guys don't even get there. But uh, David is playing. Uh, at the top of his level that I've ever seen. I mean, he's shooting the puck as as, as good as he as he ever has done. Uh, I think the fact that the chemistry that he's built with Ryan O'Reilly has helped him immensely. The two of them uh, just seem to hit it off. And uh, David is playing not for David. David is playing for the, the crest on the front of the jersey right now. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that he's been able to do. And uh, I can't say enough about the way he's played. And, 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 and it, it's been an awful lot of fun to, to watch that maturity. Good stuff there with Bernie, and uh, they're talking about David Perron and his all-star chances. You can go to NHL.com slash all-star ballot, um, and you can vote for four more all-stars, and you can uh, vote up to ten times per day. So stuff that ballot for David Perron, a guy that uh, loves this city and would absolutely love to represent the city in the uh, NHL's all-star game. So let's get David Perron in there, a guy that has signed here multiple times. Uh, you can tell his love for the city of St. Louis runs deep in David Perron. I hope he gets in. It would be very cool to to see another Blues added to the All-Star game here in St. Louis.